Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. Hi, and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. Today, we're talking about the smartest way to pay off debt. We're going to help you calculate the best strategy to pay off debt while decreasing risk, increasing your cash flow, maintaining as much control as possible, and avoiding a crisis of liquidity. We'll call it the Comprehensive Cash Flow Strategy for Paying Off Debt. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel Marshall, and this is Bruce Weiner. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for uh, setting this all up. This is going to be a very interesting one because I just had a this conversation with a client yesterday for about 35, 40 minutes. And so I know this is a real important topic for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. And thank you for that, Bruce. And thanks for being here for this conversation as well today. So let's set the stage for this conversation. So most people, when it comes to paying off debt, I would say they come at it almost like they're drowning in the ocean. And I know that might sound a little bit exaggerated, but let me share with you why I say that. Like when you're drowning, if you're flailing and floundering, you waste a lot of time and energy directed at trying to get out of the water. And it's kind of like the way that people try to get out of debt. They might guess at which loan to pay off first, or really be fixated on the interest rates, or throw a bunch of extra money at all their loans, hoping to get rid of them more quickly. And instead, they could be focusing their time, their energy, and their money into taking calculated, focused, strategically timed steps or strokes if you were swimming that would free them more easily. And so I'll be so bold as to say interest is second priority. Interest is like second fiddle when you're talking about debt. And really, we want to have a focus instead on cash flow. Cash flow is the top priority when it comes to paying off loans and paying off debt. Now, a focus on interest rates is kind of like looking at all of the water below you if you were in the ocean and all the potential sharks and sea creatures and jellyfish and and all the, you know, oogie boogie things that are in the water that could get you and instead of trying to escape the water, we want to instead focus on how we get to the air. So it's the same thing when we're looking at paying off debt instead of trying to escape the debt, we want to focus on how do we get to the cash flow. So that's the that's the stage, I guess, of this conversation. So this conversation will then move you from that haphazard overpayments to really a strategic and focused plan that increases your financial control. It's going to give you the one simple calculation that tells you how much you'll increase your cash flow by paying off each specific debt. And yes, it really is that easy. We're going to give that to you today it's going to move you from this rubber band cycle of paying off debt to racking it up back again to instead eliminating debt once and for all. So we're going to answer for you, should I pay off my debt? If so, how do I pay the debt off the most quickly, most efficient and smartest way possible? Which debt should I pay off first? How do I pay off debt to best increase my cash flow? How do I avoid that rubber band effect? And what steps do I take to avoid a crisis of liquidity. So big picture, where does this fit in the cash flow system? Paying off debt and increasing cash flow is in level one or stage one. 
where we increase your cash flow. And again, the more cash flow that you keep today, the more you have to save, the more you have to invest in cash flowing assets. And when you limit your outflow, you increase your cash flow. So that's where we're focusing the conversation today. So let's first talk, Bruce, about why is interest not the thing to focus on? Well, I mean, that's a little bit of a complicated question because it takes it takes a lot of a kind of base knowledge to understand that. But the short answer is, is that interest is not as important as the volume of what you're paying back to a particular financial institution. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I often talk to different people about this. And they they immediately, I mean, it's 100% of the time, if we're going to use percentages today, uh, it's 100% of the time where people are saying, well, I want to pay this off because I'm paying a lot of interest. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, if you have, if you're paying, um, let's say, 10% interest on a uh, $10,000, and that's $1,000 a year, and you're paying 25% interest on $100, that's $25 a year, you certainly can increase your cash flow by paying off the lower interest rate. Um, and that doesn't seem, that seems counterintuitive to people. But it really, mm-hmm. when you, when you, if you can't even understand that uh, thing is what it really comes down to is one simple word is uh, control. And mm-hmm. business owners, they, they claim they understand about cap- capitalization of their business, but when it comes down to these deep-seated roots about paying off debts, uh, oftentimes we'll see business owners, well-intentioned bu- business owners, and people in their own personal economy, they want to pay off debt, but all they've done is give themselves a capital lack of capital crunch, and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it spirals in the other direction. Oh, absolutely, and that's the opposite of the control that we want to have, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so how do most people then look at paying off debt? Well, I can't speak for most people, but from the people that we've talked to, a lot of times people will say, well, let me just get all of the debt paid off as quickly as possible. And so they're lumping a bunch of extra payments to all of their loans and saying, well, here I have an extra $100 or an extra $1,000. i am going to throw it at, at the mortgage and I'm going to throw it at the credit card and and hope that I'm just going to reduce all of all of the the loans. Or they might prioritize paying, well, here's this credit card with 22% interest. So I'm going to pay that one off first. And then I'm going to focus on the 18% credit card. And then I'm going to focus on the 10%, I don't know, furniture loan. And then I'm going to focus on the 5% auto loan or something. And they they focus on the interest rate. But again, Bruce, you just talked about, it's not so much the rate of interest, but the volume of interest that if we're really going to talk about interest, that's the most important part. However, you can also get into problems with that because you can say, well, what if the highest interest rate loan is also the largest loan? Mm-hmm. And it takes a really long time to build up enough cash or have or to get that one paid off. So if you just focus on the interest rate, that's going to lead you in a challenging position because you're not going to have that l- first loan paid off very quickly at all. And so what's happening is they're often, usually people are kind of chucking their cash overboard if they're on a ship and they're just throwing it into the water saying, I hope that I can pay off this debt. And instead 
of doing that where they get rid of all the cash. They're now out of control. They have no cash to fall back on if they have an emergency or have an opportunity they want to seize. Then they say, oh, here's an emergency. And now all of a sudden I have to go back into debt again and charge it up on the card. And that's that rubber band effect of saying, well, I went from having cash to paying off the debt to now needing to get back into debt because I don't have cash. And so we want to avoid that completely. Yeah. And the thing about this is it's a, it's really a mindset too, because I, I believe you have to, you feel bad about getting um, into debt. Um, And we've talked about debt and liabilities, and I'm sure we'll touch on that later on. But so then you think, oh, I, I'll feel better if I just correct this. But in the, in the process of correcting it, all you're doing is throwing what you think is extra cash at this particular debt, but you haven't changed the mindset of how you're actually spending. And so what we see is we see people paying off debt, but they just rack it back up because they haven't changed the way their spending habits are or their earning habits are. So they just keep uh, yo-yoing back and forth, back and forth, and uh, they never really get anywhere because they haven't changed their mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think a yo-yo is a fascinating way of saying that as well. And it, it really puts that mental picture of what we don't want to have happen in our financial life, right? Yeah. You know, I get, I get credit card uh, offers in the mail all the time, and then I get people calling me about my mortgage to actually oh. – you know, say, mm-hmm. hey, we can get you into refinance. Yeah, we can refinance you into a fifteen um, year loan, and you you'll pay even less. You'll pay even less interest over the course of the loan. And I'll and I'll say to the person on the phone, but I'm going to increase my payments by about thirty five percent a month, right? And then there's a <laughs> long silence on the phone. Uh-huh. Because, I'm sure. And these people are good people. They're just doing. They're just trying to do a job. They have no idea. Of any financial liter- literacy, and I'll say, mm-hmm. and I'll say, I'll say, well, I don't want to do that because I'm just going to increase my lack of cash flow that I can be using for other things. And they're like, well, don't you want to pay your house off? And I said, I, well, I don't know if I do or don't, but I, what I do know is I believe I can use that cash flow, that additional cash flow, to make more than the interest that you say I'm going to save. And exactly, it's really a mindset of, of really thinking about what you're doing. I had this, once again, I, I was, I had this conversation with a person yesterday over the same thing. She actually sold her condo. And even though she sold it for less than what, for what she uh, bought it for in 2007, um, she wanted to take the entire proceeds of the equity, not the not the gain, but of the equity, and throw it into this house that she was buying, and it was more than she needed to. And I just mm. I just simply said to her, now let's think about what happened last time. You actually made a down payment and now your your condo's worth less than what you paid for. So would you say that your equity kind of disappeared? And she said yes. And then I said, so now you're going to take the equity that you built up from the payments and you're going to throw it into a house. And do you think the that has the potential to do the same thing, right? What I said, I said, do you think it has the potential to actually lose value? And she Mm -hmm. goes, gosh, I never thought of it that way. I just thought 
I don't want to be paying that interest. And I said, well, you had lower interest on your condo, but you got you to gotta remember that the loss of equity is more than offset by having a higher interest payment. So you have to look at mm-hmm. the entire um, the entire picture, including, and I and and I'm I say this is a very important one, including the emotional feeling that you have of paying off a debt. So if so, yes. I tell people all the time, I'm just I'm just laying out the logic here. But if the logic doesn't make you feel better, I am not going to be disappointed if you say, Bruce, I agree with everything you're saying, but emotionally, I just can't do it because mm-hmm. money is a very emotional thing. And it's also very important to consider when you're making any decisions. Oh, that's absolutely a fabulous way to lead into this conversation because and we'll even come back to it at the end, we want to make sure that you feel good about the choices that you're making, not just knowing in your mind that it's the right thing to do. So powerful, Bruce. Thank you. So let's talk then. So why do we want to prioritize cash flow when we pay off debt? Well, getting back to the basics in our financial economy, if you increase cash flow today, that's more money in your control. That's more money that you can save, that you can put into cash flowing assets, and that's going to create cash flow from assets that produces cash flow in your future. So big picture and long story short, cash flow today creates cash flow tomorrow if you're a proper steward of that cash flow. So our top priority then today is to increase cash flow. That's going to maximize how much money you have to spend now and in the future. It's going to expand and optimize your whole personal economy. So let's talk about then how to pay off debt using this very simple calculation. So we said in the beginning, we're going to show you a calculation that that helps you to figure out which debt to pay off first and why specifically in light of cash flow. So we have a couple different names that we refer to this by. It's called the cash flow index. And we also use the loan efficiency calculator. So we might use those terms interchangeably and they do mean the same thing. So let's talk about how to calculate the cash flow index on a specific loan. So first of all, you need only two numbers. And a uh, spoiler alert, one of them is not interest rate. So you only need two numbers. So Bruce, do you want to explain how do we arrive at calculating the cash flow index for one loan? Sure. It's uh, I love this. It's very easy. Uh, you can have a simple calculator. Just take the balance. So uh, whatever the balance is, is it 5,000, 10,000? Is it 300,000? You divide it by the minimum payment and the minimum pay. And once again, it's the minimum payment. It's not what you're paying. And if it's a mortgage or, or um, either on your primary or secondary or, or rental property or, or even commercial property, it's only the, the principal and interest. It's not the uh, taxes and insurance. And when you divide mm-hmm. the balance by the minimum payment, you're going to get um, a number, which we call cash flow index. And so what does that really mean? It's just an easy way to compare all the loans on the same terms. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's really the lower the score means the worse loan efficiency it is. Because it's right. it's sucking up a lot more of cash flow per 
I always say per 1,000. So think about it as mm-hmm. how much of your money is going out per 1,000. Um, and so you can then determine that if the low number is the least efficient and the high number is the most efficient, we should pay off the number, the lower number uh, first. And then we could use the snowball effect at that time, or we could use, which the snowball effect is taking that payment along with the next least efficient and then pay that one off even faster. Or if you don't have a safety net built up, you could start using that money to save and then then tackle the second uh, least efficient loan and so on and so forth. Excellent. Yes. And so just kind of coming back to that calculation itself and and what it means, I really love how you say the cash flow per thousand because it can be challenging if you have loans of all different balances due and all different payments. When you just look at those numbers, it's kind of like you know, when you're doing simple math and you're trying to add, I don't know, half plus a third. Well, what is that? You have to put them into, put both fractions into terms that are equal. So half becomes three sixths and a third becomes two sixths and you add them together. That's hard to say sixths. (laughs) You add them together. Well, that's five sixths. So then we can kind of visualize what is half plus a third. Well, it's the same thing when you're looking at the cash flow index because you want to have some way to compare easily each loan to the next one and figure out which one is the best one to pay off first. So let's take a look at an easy example to see how this cash flow index works in reality. Let's just say you had two loans and both of them had a $10,000 balance. So we've got a $10,000 auto loan and we've got a $10,000 credit card. Now on the auto loan, this is going to be a zero interest loan, meaning that there's no interest rate attached to the loan. Now that is nice to have a low interest or no interest loan, but let's take a look at the rest of the picture. On the credit card, this might be a 20% interest balance. And most people would say, well, let's go ahead and focus on that interest rate. But again, let's look at the rest of the picture. The $10,000 auto loan has a $1,000 minimum monthly payment. Now, what's the cash flow index of that? We want to take the balance, the $10,000 of the full balance of the loan, divided by the $1,000 minimum monthly payment. That gives us a cash flow index of 10. Now, if we look at the credit card, that $10,000 balance is a $250 minimum monthly payment. So what's the cash flow index on the credit card? That cash flow index is 40. If we take $10,000 balance divided by 250 minimum monthly payment, and I'm just going to calculate that just to make sure that my math is right, divided by 250 is a cash flow index of 40. So what does that mean? The auto loan has a cash flow index of 10. The credit card has a cash flow index of 40. Most people would think, well, let me go ahead and pay off the high interest credit card loan first or the credit card payment because I want to not pay interest, right? But instead, we want to focus on how much cash flow does this free up if I make the payment. Now, per thousand, it's easy to see that both of these loans are the same amount of balance. And so it's easy to see that if we put 10,000 towards the auto loan, we're going to get $1,000 of monthly cash flow as a result of making that payment. 
Whereas if we paid off the credit card, we'd actually only have $250 of increased cash flow because we'd no longer have to make that payment. So this is why the cash flow index is so critical to understanding how to pay off loans in the best way that increases your cash flow. It really has to do with how much is the, what percent of the total balance of the loan is being freed up by making the payment. And again, even if it's a higher or lower interest rate, that's not the main priority. We want to find find and free up as much cash flow as possible. Right. And and Rachel, we, real quickly, uh, part of the reason that this may be hard to understand is everybody looks at it as credit cards and as credit card balances go down, the payments go down. But if you look mm-hmm. at it as a furniture loan or a hot water heater loan or a car loan, as the balance goes down, the payment stays the same. So that's why you have to evaluate the payment per uh, per thousand. Um, because some of the some of the debt, the payment stays the same. It doesn't go down like it does in a credit card. Right. So when we're looking then at the scores, you could lump the scores into really three different categories. And these are not hard and fast categories. It's really a sliding scale from zero all the way up to over a hundred. And again, the lower payments or the lower cash flow index being the ones to pay off. First, we would say anything between zero and 50, we would consider that in a danger zone. And what do we mean by danger zone? These are the loans that really should be paid off as quickly as possible because it's not efficient for you. It's eating up a bunch of your cash flow and it would be the most profitable for you and free up the most cash flow to get them paid off or to consolidate them into another loan with a higher index, but just to get that off of your balance sheet in your cash flow statement statement. Then the next category would be the ones the cash flow index that falls between 50 and 100 and that would be considered a caution zone. And those are loans that are not extremely efficient but they're also not the worst ones either. And we want to find a way to restructure or refinance those to a lower index, but it's not as incumbent upon you to pay those off immediately. And then anything that's 100 and up, those are usually going to be things like your mortgage, often student loans fall into this category as well. Those are loans that we would consider the freedom zone. You don't need to touch those loans. They're not a high priority to pay off because if you did pay them off, you're going to free up a such a small amount of cash flow that you could probably be much more efficient by putting those dollars into to work for you somewhere else. You know, the business, business owners actually with their with their business loans um, and are their lines of credit. This is where I've, I've seen over the years, they fall into caution and freedom zones. And if you look at either your line of credit or your, uh, a note that you had on a line of credit or the, <clears throat> or your SBA loan, you can actually restructure those loans from the caution to the freedom. And it actually frees up additional cash flow for your business. So business loans, they very seldom go into the danger zone because because banks understand the need of cash flow, but they so they most of the time fall under caution and freedom zone. So business owners really should be evaluating using this cash flow index. Absolutely. And um, one of the tools that we use with our clients 
categorizes those into red, yellow, and green zones. So it's really easy to be able to look at a chart with each loan listed out and say, where does this fall? And should I prioritize paying this off as quickly as possible? Or should I not? The other thing I want to say about the cash flow index is it helps you to determine the rate of return of paying off loans. And I know that might sound a little interesting because we don't normally think of a rate of return on paying off a loan, but hear me out for a minute. If you had $10,000 and you could put it into an investment somewhere and earn a 20% rate of return or 10% say rate of return, or you could put it into your business and earn a 20% rate of return, or you could pay off some loan that was a $10,000 balance, what would that return be? And would it be comparable to the cash flow you'd receive from an investment or putting that into your business? And so here's another calculation, might be a little bit more complicated. You might want to write this one down or come back to it in the podcast. But to calculate the rate of return on paying off a loan, you want to take the minimum payment times 12. That's the annual cash flow you're freeing up by paying this loan off. Divide that by the balance. So it's kind of the opposite direction than we were calculating the cash flow index. So just real quickly here, if you had a $10,000 loan with a 250 monthly payment, take that 250 times 12, divide that number by 10,000, that gives you a 30% rate of return on paying off that loan. What that means is if I put $10,000 into that particular loan, free up the 250 monthly payment, that's going to give me then this rate of return that's equivalent to having received 30% cash flow with that money. And so you're going to see an inverse relationship between the cash flow index and the rate of return of paying off that loan. So what that means is the lower the cash flow index, the higher the rate of return in paying off that loan. And that's where we need to compare that over to what else could I do with this money? And what's the most efficient and highest stewardship that I can have on this money so that I can get the best returns? So let's move into what should we do with this information? And Bruce, you had talked a little bit earlier in the podcast about the snowball method. And so we're going to bring that back into focus for a moment and talk about should we pay off this loan? So again, should you pay off a loan depends on your creativity, your stewardship, what opportunities you know and control. Now, for some people, the best stewardship of your money is to pay off your loans and become liability free but only do that if that's the best use of your money for you and feels best emotionally, as Bruce was talking about earlier. Now, remember, banks do use debt and they create leverage and arbitrage. So loans can be used for production and those are productive versus having a non-productive loan, which would be used for consumption. So when we think about loans, it's all about how can I have the highest and best use of these dollars and have the most control. So for instance, if you had a $10,000 chunk of cash and a $10,000 loan, and you could get a 12% rate of return by paying off that loan, that's going to give you an annual cash flow of $1,200. Could you get a better, better return by investing that money somewhere else? So ask yourself this question, can I earn more with this money if I keep it than I would save in interest if I pay off the loan? So let's talk about the few different options for paying off loans to avoid that crisis of liquidity. So Bruce, you talked about the cash flow snowball method 
before using the cash flow index, focusing on paying off the lowest interest rate first. Let's talk a little bit about why somebody would want to maintain an emergency fund and not just use all their cash towards paying off loans. Well, what I found is people people are pretty smart a lot of times. They'll say, well, I have two credit cards and uh, one's 12% and one's at 25%. So they use the 12% one. Um, and then they, mm-hmm. they decide, well, I got, I kind of come into some extra cash, so I'm going to pay a thousand dollars down on this one, but then all of a sudden they don't have any uh, capital. So then something comes up where either they cannot use, uh, some kind of debt instrument. So, or they have to use a debt in- instrument and they cannot get the same 12% and they have to open up another credit card and they or they put it on their 25% credit card. So they're not, not only are they not getting a rate of return on the extra thousand dollars, but now they are um, actually tapped out on another one. So they're having a very difficult time with cash flow, and they can get some fees because they can't pay off the, the minimum amount. They get overdrafted at their bank businesses. Uh, oftentimes have sweep accounts where, um, they automatically have a line of credit, which is actually higher than some of their credit cards. If it, if it's done because, uh, I don't think bounce, bounce checks is, uh, a good way of saying it, but they have insufficient funds. So there's a variety mm-hmm. of things that happen to business owners when they become into a liquidity crunch because they decided they were going to pay off debt as fast as possible. Right. So the way that we can truly circumvent that problem is to make sure that you keep and control as much money as possible. So the the step-by-step strategy for using this snowball method would look like this in a perfect scenario. And now we know that this might not fit your cash flow situation. Maybe you came into a bunch of cash all at once, but let's just imagine that you had a savings habit and you're saving up money every month and you're putting that into savings. Now you, you're you keeping that money where you control and where you can access it. We want to build that up and build up an emergency fund within that savings. And once you have that emergency fund, we don't use that emergency fund for paying off cash. Maintain that in the bottom of your savings. Now, once you have sufficient cash to make a lump sum payment to the lowest index loan, pay it off all at once. And then redirect the cash flow from that paid off loan to back to savings. You're going to have more to save each month. And that's the reason for the increased cash flow. You're directing more back to savings, building up the savings more quickly, and then building up a lump sum to be able to pay to the next highest cash flow index loan. So why do we do this? You're increasing your cash flow as rapidly as possible. You're maintaining control by having that access to liquidity and capital, you're decreasing your risk because you have cash to fall back on if you have an emergency arise, and you're maintaining as much financial control as possible. And that's how you prevent a crisis of liquidity. Instead of having the dollars flow out of your control every month where you have nothing in savings, we want to still prioritize the savings and having cash in your control over becoming liability free. Now, Bruce, I want to bring in a 
option that somebody could use cash value life insurance to help them pay off loans. And would you like to talk a little bit about how they could capitalize a life insurance policy, build up the cash value and use that for paying off loans? Yeah. So, um, you know, if you have it, let's say you have $20,000 in the bank and you decide, well, I'm going to take 10,000 of that and pay off my, my loan, my credit card, whatever debt there is. Uh, you stop earning money in the bank, or let's let's say you go to a bank and you say, um, "I'd like to refinance uh, my my business. I'd like to get a line of credit because I I'm going to um, I'd like to pay only seven point nine nine percent of my line of credit rather than twenty five percent of my credit card." In both situations, you're losing opportunity costs because you could be earning money on one of them and the other one you're have you're you're pulling money out of your business there's a di- increased liability so your uh, business value is not as great at the time so you're actually not having your money work for you as efficiently as possible there are businesses myself included and I've helped set up uh, our teams have helped set up um about 900 of these both personally and with businesses where you capitalize a specially designed life insurance uh, uh, policy and you build up cash value in the policy and you keep that as your emergency fund um, up to, and we always say you probably want to keep up to six months. And then when you have sufficient cash value above that, you could actually then go to the life insurance company and ask the life insurance company for a a loan against your cash value, and then you take mm-hmm. the loan from the cash va- against the cash value, and you pay off your debts in your business or your personal economy. Now, you know some of you may be out there thinking, "Well, well wait a minute, I got a loan. I got a loan with the life insurance company now." Well, that's true, but your money that you have capitalized into your your life insurance policy um, is also going to get uninterrupted compound growth. So compare that again to a savings account or checking account that you have that you you remove the money out of there. You no longer get a rate of return Um, or you say to yourself, well, I just leave my money in the bank and I can get a lower interest rate from the bank like I was using the line of credit. The problem is the interest that you get from a bank is considerably less, uh, in, in a lot of cases, 10 times less than what you can get from a life insurance company. So when you, when you direct mm-hmm. that freed up cash then to repaying the policy or uh, loan back to the policy, and you just can repeat this procedure over and over and over, and you have uninterrupted growth in your policy. Plus, you're getting multiple. You're getting one dollar to do multiple things because you can have key man insurance for your business. You can have uh, legacy planning for your business. You can have a buy sell agreement between two, two, three, four partners in your business. So you get multiple um, things done with only one dollar. Absolutely, and the reason I like using cash value life insurance so strategically in order to pay off loans is really that you're getting the higher growth rate on your money, and you're not giving up the ability to recycle and reuse that money when you pay back the oh, loans. Oh, and I forgot one, one really important thing, uh, Rachel, is you determine the loans on the payback schedule where, where yes. the other loans are determined by the financial institution. And one additional piece as well is that you're able to 
access that loan without having to qualify for it. So it's a guaranteed loan option that you have within the policy. So some strategic reasons then to use cash value life insurance to pay off loans. And that would again be prioritizing building that savings over paying off loans. A lot of times people say, I have to have all of my loans and debt paid off before I can begin preparing for the future. And that's really just not the case. You can do both at the same time. Another option in t- in terms of paying off loans is a refinance method. And again, this sometimes makes sense to refinance uh, loans or reallocate or consolidate loans. Sometimes you can refinance a mortgage, roll in the low cash flow index loans that are non-deductible debt, and that overall lowers your payments, lowers your interest, makes interest all tax deductible, increases your cash flow. And so the reason to do that would be to increase your cash flow and control. Now, again, I want to be really specific on this. Paying off loans is a really personalized process. It requires an evaluation of your complete financial picture and your goals. And there is often sometimes more factors that you need to take into consideration. You might be trying to boost your credit within a specific time frame to purchase a property or a home. You might have cards that have a zero balance and they have different timing where they're going to go up to a certain rate of interest that might make sense to pay something off before it hits that interest rate and take that interest into consideration. You also might have some cards that are active and some that are passive where active ones you're using and paying off regularly and the passive cards are something where you've charged up a balance in the past, but you're not continually charging on that credit card, but you want to pay it off and you're making strides to do that. So those are things that need to be taken into consideration. Back to the big picture though. What we want to do is say, if paying off loans, if paying off debt is the highest and best use of your cash, you want to pay off the debt with the lowest cash flow index first. And this helps give you most freedom and peace of mind. For the same dollars out of pocket, you're freeing up more money per month. And also you're decreasing that debt to income ratio that mortgage companies and finance companies want to see be low as low as possible to give you the best interest rate. So you're improving your debt to income ratio by focusing on paying off what gives you the most cash flow first. Now, all of this comes back to discussing we've we've talked about this comprehensive cash flow strategy for paying off debt. It's really the simplest, quickest and safest and smartest way to pay off debt by focusing on what frees up the most cash flow for you. Again, that simple calculation we gave you for the cash flow index is balance divided by minimum monthly payment. Always make sure you have an emergency fund. Don't sacrifice the emergency fund and use all that cash to pay off loans. That will put you in that rubber band or yo-yo cycle and process where you end up charging money up again on a card. We want to make sure you pay off loans once and for all when you do pay them off. So now you have a choice to make. You can fear debt and pay everything extra to it and at all costs, focus on paying off loans and put yourself in a dangerous position without cash, or you can upgrade your stewardship and your thinking and begin to strategically make decisions to increase your cash flow and your control systematically. So wherever you find yourself, you can use this cash flow method to pay off debt and increase your cash flow and control. Again, coming back to what you said earlier, Bruce, about your your emotional attachment, we want to make sure that your decisions make you feel the best. So even if it's the best financial logic and frees up the most cash flow for you, it still needs to be a strategy that works for your mindset. 
And now if you do have loans to pay off and you have the cash in hand to pay them off, don't try to DIY your own strategy. To evaluate the best strategy to increase your cash flow and your control today, you can reach out to us and ask for a free financial picture conversation. And we'll help you figure out your liability payoff strategy and help you find the best and higher stewardship of your dollars. You can do that by emailing us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or visiting themoneyadvantage.com slash contact. We'd love to hear your comments, your questions, your feedback, and you can share that with us personally by emailing hello at themoneyadvantage.com. And also at the website, themoneyadvantage.com, you have access to the show notes and resources from this episode today. So thank you, Bruce, for being here today. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been a wonderful time. This is something that can really help uh, businesses and personal economies. Absolutely. And thank you to our listeners for being with us on this conversation. We hope that it will improve your life. And remember, success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd, and build a life and business you love. To learn how high-performing entrepreneurs 10x or more returns on liquid capital without giving up quick access to cash, go to themoneyadvantage.com forward slash liquid dash capital to get The Unfair Advantage, your 20-minute easy-to-read guide on maximizing your savings. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated Member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and Investment Advisory Services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated and Registered Investment Advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.